So we're talking about a parenting pretest that I used to give parents at the beginning of my parenting classes, and then I would give it to them again at the end to evaluate how they did. Welcome to the Lost Art of Parenting podcast. We are here to help educate, entertain, and encourage you in all things parenting. We want to help you understand what you're doing and why, so that you can increase the odds of raising children who are prepared for life while enjoying your job as a parent and enjoying your children along the way. My name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host, but we can't do this without the parenting mastermind herself, <laughs> Kim Cross. So good to be here, Jesse. It's going to be fun today. Oh, yeah? What are we talking about today? Well, it's going to be fun for me. Fun for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we're talking about a parenting pretest that I used to give parents at the beginning of my parenting classes, and then I would give it to them again at the end to evaluate how they did. So, Jesse, I thought it would be super fun for me in the audience to give you this pretest, <laughs> since uh, you're not a parent yet. Not a so parent yet. We'll see how prepared I am. It may be not be parent. fun for you. <laughs> nah, it'll be fine. This will illuminate where I need to improve. There you I'm go. all about learning and growing. So I know you are, and you're a smart man, so this will be fun. Okay. Um, wanted to give a quick shout out, though. I have taught many, many parenting programs over the last three and a half, almost four decades. And my favorite, the one that I trust, the one I used as a, a classroom teacher, the one I used in my own business as a preschool owner, and the one I used raising my kids is Love & Logic. So a big shout out to them because a lot of what I talk about comes from their philosophy and their program, and you'll see that some of these answers today do come from that. So I just wanted to give them credit. Okay, cool. So how are you feeling about this? I'm good. I, I mean, I've been doing this podcast with you for a while. Uh, my mom was a single mom, so I helped parent my siblings. So I don't know. I feel pretty good about my I think options. you're going to do well. I well, think we'll you're going to do well. Okay. Well, you haven't seen the test. So I have not. Just, I have uh, not seen anything. Full disclosure here. He's coming in blind, coming right? Coming in blind. I'm ready. <laughs> so you're ready. All right. So here we go. First question. Parenting requires blank. Patience. Okay. Very good answer. Very common answer. But actually nobody ever in almost 40 years have gotten this right. And the word is sacrifice. Sacrifice. Okay. You I sacrifice can see that. your time. You sacrifice your sleep, <laughs> your you know freedom, your privacy, your money, everything. And it takes a lot of sacrifice to do it right. Yes. Okay. okay. That makes All sense. Right. I mean, yeah. Okay. okay. Here we go. Number two. Five, what I call five of the most important characteristics your child should have are, and I'll give you a hint, they all start with the letter C. Characteristics that start with C, five that my children should have. Uh, class, karaoke, <laughs> charisma, a conscience, and uh, cream of wheat. I love that answer. I think karaoke's a K, but I'm not it sure. It is a K, but, but I was being we'll let sassy. It slide. I know. Okay. So love it. You got us all laughing here. Okay. So I think some of the most important characteristics that kids can have is character. Okay. Who are they as a person inside, right? S convictions. 
What do they believe in? What do they, what's really, you know, right and wrong for them? Because if you don't know that, you're going to be swayed by the winds of change, right? Yes. Compassion for other people. That's a big one. Confidence and competence, meaning life skills. See, I think actually telling me that they all start with C actually threw me off. Did it mess you up? Well, because I'm like, I don't know that many C words apparently, (laughs) but then you say them all and I know all of those words. So give me those five one more time so I don't forget them. Character. Character. Convictions. Convictions. Compassion. Compassion. Confidence. Confidence. And competence. Competence. And you could throw karaoke in if you want. Karaoke. It's a bonus. (laughs) Okay. Number three. You ready? I'm ready. You're doing great. I've got zero out of zero so far. (laughs) Okay. That's why it's a pretest. Very important things that I need to provide to my children their entire life are two things. What are they? Um, Love and discipline. Actually, you got those correct. Really? Yes. Oh. And I would just tweak it a little. I would. This one sounds it, aggressive, but no, it's true. But unconditional love. Yes. Right? Unconditional love, and discipline or guidance or um, set limits and boundaries. Those are things that they need until they leave our house at eighteen. But the thing they need from us the rest of their life is that unconditional love. Right. Right. Okay. Very very well done. Okay. All right. Number four, no matter how old my children get, they will still need my support and acceptance. Yep. Okay. okay. Good. All right. Do, two for two. For two two on out of four. <laughs> Unless you count that second one that had five answers and then my ratio is not as hot. <laughs> All right. Number five. The number one reason that children grow up to be angry is... Unresolved daddy issues. <laughs> okay, that that actually is a common one. But, uh, okay, so hold on. Let me give you a real answer. Um, common reason why they grow up angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, the unresolved part, I think, is accurate in that there's probably issues that are unresolved or trauma or experiences that are unresolved. Yeah, you're right, you're on the right track. Okay. And that is actually a very common reason. But the most common is their perceived inaccessibility or enough time with their parents. Because if mm. you ask worldwide children this question, what do you need or want more of from your parents? The number one answer is time. Time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you did well. Number six, chores are critical for teaching children blank responsibility work ethic and you're you're right there okay. you're, we'll, we'll give you that one okay you're doing awesome that's close yeah work ethic okay you need that for to be a good worker <laughs> to no, take you responsibility. Do. and actually chores also we've talked about this in our chores podcast but they also provide sense of belonging and purpose but number one thing is work ethic okay okay you did well number seven keys to a child's success in school work and life are keys to success in children's school work and life are two things if you can give me two things two things or just one that are good for basically success in life success in life um i would say compassion and a good work ethic okay those are those are great Here's but. what I, here's what I'm looking for. No. Hard, but <laughs> no good answers. Good answers. All all answers are good right now. Um, respect for authority and self control. Okay, those are big, and we're yes. not seeing that much in today's culture. Well, I mean, we see it's a 
it's almost encouraged not to have those because it's like you're uh-huh. oppressing me because you're expecting me to conform to your viewpoint and I only believe in my viewpoint. It's my truth. Yeah. My truth in my way. Do you, have you ever seen the bumper sticker, uh, Question Authority? No. There's some truth to that because we should question things, but it doesn't mean that there is no authority, yes. right? So anyways, all right. That's a whole nother topic. Number eight, the best things to do when a child throws a tantrum are. I'm filtering it's gotta a be lot legal. of funny, video, <laughs> funny answers for this. Um, okay. The best thing to do when they're throwing a tantrum is, well, my typical response is I don't negotiate with terrorists. So I just don't. Okay. That's good. I typically will let them cry it out or. Or have them attempt to explain to me what they're feeling, at least. Because if they are just beyond... Because, I mean, I've counseled church camps and things of that nature. So it's like, I I deal with children. They're not outside of my wheelhouse. But typically, if they are throwing a tantrum, it's either they... I let them kind of burn it out so that they get to a point where they can at least reason somewhat. Yeah, you're on the right track, my friend. You're doing well. I attempt to have them explain what they're feeling. But if they're just in that state where they're just screaming, then it's like, okay, I don't negotiate with terrorists. You can sit and wait. <laughs> I think you're doing really well. So I, my answers that I look for are, number one, stay calm. Because if you get involved, you make it worse. It's like throwing gas on a fire, right? And that you're right. They're in a such an emotional state that you can't reason with them. It, that's the last thing you want to do. Mm. Okay. It's like negotiating with a drunk. You call it negotiate with terrorists. Right. Okay. So stay calm, ignore the negative behavior and allow their emotions to come out. You're, you're correct on that. Let it all come out. They've got to deal with, remember we the what question two, uh, the question before self-control. Mm. They've got to learn that they don't get everything they want. Right. It doesn't always work out the way we planned. Right. Well, and in my head, it's like, if they're at a point where they're conscious enough to put their emotions into words then it's like we can go from there but yeah. if it's once like, they're calm yeah or i mean not even necessarily calm like you could still get the <laughs> kind of a thing and still kind of at least get some idea of what has caused this we, we the best but thing to do is completely get them, them like, calm completely over it. calm then think time then we can intercede okay but we don't want them in any kind of emotional state it's just it won't they won't think well, they won't be logical, and it won't sink in. Okay. Okay. Uh, number nine. Every day we all make lots of blanks. Children should be practicing these as often as possible. Decisions. Yes. Good. Yay. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. Decisions, choices. It's all the same. Excellent. All right. Almost there. Number 10. In order to prepare my child for the real world, I must be willing to allow my chill- child to... Fail. Yes. And suffer and learn from their consequences and decisions. There has to be that second part. We can let them fail, but there has to be a learning opportunity, something that's uncomfortable, something that they've had to suffer through a consequence, like a poor grade because you don't study. Right. right? Otherwise, the learning won't take place. You're saying I shouldn't go and harass the teacher and tell them that little Johnny would never, ever (laughs) fail that test. So she must be wrong. And therefore, he needs an A+. That actually is happening. I know. That's why. As someone who was a dance teacher and had to apply grades to this class, it was... 
Um, the parents were the worst part of dance. I will be honest. The parents are like, you know what's happening. I, I don't know if I've said this before in another podcast, but a friend of mine's a professor down in Southern California. Not that I'm picking on California. Don't get me wrong. This is happening everywhere. And parents are actually emailing the professors and getting after the college teachers and saying, you're not giving my baby the grade they deserve. Mm. You've got to be kidding. These kids are adults now. Right? So one Anyways. of the things I enforced when I was teaching dance was because I was I was choreographing for a show choir. So the, the show choir portion was school credit, but I was an outside consultant to choreograph. Right. And one of the things I implemented when I took over was I do not talk to your parents about your schedule or your needs because your parents, you. <laughs> your parents are not going to be with you for the rest of your life. And That's you right. can't come talk to me about it. There's no way you're going to go be able to talk to a boss or whatever. So it's like if you have a scheduling conflict or you need to miss a rehearsal or there's something going on or X, Y, or Z, your parents do not come talk to me. Let me know directly. Yeah, yeah, you come talk to me. And then if I feel like we need to involve your parents, like your parents are grounding you and you're going to miss the show date, I'll have a conversation. But ultimately, they're your parents and I'm going to support whatever. That's right. You're teaching responsibility. Yeah. And so that was one of the things I really enforced. And uh, uh, it also was a little bit selfish because it kept the parents <laughs> out of my hair. But it was also a good life lesson because I, I had heard all these studies about parents accompanying their child to their classes and like, going and fighting with professors over their grades. And I'm Interviews, like, oh, like, yeah. negotiating like for raises. Going to your, yeah, I'm like, mm. what is? No, no. No, no. Okay. And parents, we do love you. We're not we beating do up love on you. you. <laughs> We're just encouraging you to set your children up for better success. Yes, there we go. Number 11, we will parent our children as we were parented unless... We learn differently? Yes, unless we learn otherwise. Okay. Absolutely. That's that's where my job comes in. Okay. Right? Number 12. As parents, it is not our job to... Fix our children. Make our children happy. Okay. So if similar we do vibe. our... Similar. <laughs> if we do all the things that we need to do as parents, love them, teach them right from wrong, educate them, provide limits and boundaries, uh, teach them life skills, most likely they will be happy. Well, but if the focus is to make them happy, we're going to raise very entitled, miserable kids. Well, and I've seen that happen in relationships. Like, I've seen that kind of parenting fall out in relationships where it's like... Between adults. Yeah, between yeah. adults where, you know, I'm still in the dating scene and it's like, okay, there are people that are like... Well, you're supposed to make me happy. I'm like, no, that's too much pressure for me. And I don't have time <laughs> to be job. your one source of happiness in life. Yeah. You are... That's up to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's one place I know you can go that will give you unlimited happiness. But if that's not your vibe, then you need to at least learn that no one else is responsible for that's your right. happiness. We are responsible for ourselves, right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Two more. We're almost done. You're doing great. The best way to change a child's behavior is to? Electric prod. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. No, no. That's a bad answer. Uh, <laughs> best way to change a child's behavior is? I mean, I just got to go with consequences, right? I actually like, just gave you the answer in the question before, which is to change our own. The best way to change a child's behavior is to change our behavior as the parent. Okay. Because we're the role model. We set the expectations. We set the role model of how to do it or not do it. So if we're having major issues with our kids, power struggles, control issues, setting and li forcing limits, whatever it is, doesn't matter, whatever it is, if when we change our behavior, we will change theirs. Okay. 
Okay, because again, we are only controlling ourselves, right. right? Okay, last one. What can diffuse a situation and allow the child to look at their decision and the consequences instead of getting angry or blaming others? Time. <laughs> That's an interesting, yes, answer. Um, Were you looking actually, for a more direct action? I, I was. Okay, okay, well, hold on. Let me, give me, let me give it another one. So you want a more direct action for what's the best way? No, I'm just looking for one word. One word to diffuse. Emotional situations or to get kids to not blame other people or get angry at other people. Um... Calm? I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's, it's Tell me. empathy. Empathy. When you first start with empathy with somebody, it, it's an emotional sponge. It diffuses the emotion. It diffuses the anger. And it says, wow, that's a bummer. I, I feel you. But, and then we can give the consequences. Much less likely to be mad at us or blame us. It kind of soaks in like, yeah, that was my deal. That was Empathy my... is very powerful. Okay. That makes okay? sense. Okay. So... You've been a very good sport, Jesse, and you've done well. <laughs> um, after I figure all the podcasts we do together, and someday you're going to have kids of your own, we will compare this pretest that's on this recorded podcast. Yes. And we will congratulate you on a job well done because you're going to well be done. a great parent. A great parent. I will be ready because <laughs> this pretest has opened my eyes. And then obviously, these loads of podcasts with you where I'm learning things that a lot of people have to learn the hard way or in some other way. So yeah. that'll be super great and exciting. Yeah. So, well, as always, um, if you are interested and you're taking this pretest and going, oh man, I missed a lot of these. Maybe I need to come up with a plan on how to do them. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really important to always know that you can schedule an appointment with Kim at rethinkparenting.com to learn more about how to do those things and, and the other things that she offers. She has parenting classes. So if you don't necessarily need a one-on-one, -on -one, but instead more like a group class or something of that nature, she does those as well as one-on-ones if there's stuff that you're like, nah, I just kind of want to do this with her. Those are all options and her contact information is available at rethinkparenting.com on her website. She's helped hundreds of parents uh, improve their understanding of parenting, provided them with simple and effective tools to use, improved relationships between those parents and thousands of children impacted by her expertise. So she is an amazing resource. And if you are not enjoying your parenting journey, <laughs> you, need <then> to. <laughs> you need to be. And one of the best ways to do it is with Kim Cross and yeah her approach. So thank you guys so much for joining us here on the Lost Art of Parenting, and we'll see you next time.